What's up, y'all? Welcome to another week of The Golink Show. My name is Ben Harris, your host and the founder of Golink. Golink is a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, which I hope is you, with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. If so, if you're looking to grow and develop consistently, then you're in the right place. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these challenges, or you can join me, which I hope everyone does. So catch the content on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and even failure play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have my friends Ted and Jess on the show. So they are a couple, and I'm excited to talk about romantic relationships in this episode. You might know Ted. He was on a previous episode. He is an anchor with Fox Carolina, has his own podcast, is a dear friend. He's an awesome dude, and... His lady Jess comes on this show as well. So this is actually my first video interview. So if you want to check it out on YouTube for the visual, we are up on a roof with a really cool view of downtown Greenville, South Carolina. So check it out on YouTube if you want. But if not, we're about to get into it. Um, Like I said, romantic relationships. We talk about how they first met at a party. They didn't talk for two years and how fate brought them back together. I got chills when they told me the story and what they love about each other how they know they are the one, how they have learned to communicate in each other's language, what's the difference between needing someone and loving someone. That's a question that I ask them which I think is so important. The needing versus the loving and how they schedule their busy schedules and intertwine their individual hustles. This is is a cool conversation. They are just uh, like, they just, I don't even know, exude love (laughs) and i just love being around them they're really cool people i know you'll love it here we go hi y'all how we doing i'm good oh yeah Yeah. sorry my mouth was full (laughs) that's awesome so we have ted and jess jess and ted um thank you for being here this is one of this is my first video podcast which is awesome this is this is fun on a rooftop which is dope Mm-hmm. Gorgeous Greenville behind us, um, and we're here to talk mostly about who knows what else can come up, but mostly relationships. Mm-hmm. And you two are the guinea pigs. Here we go. Like so thank it. you. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. This will be dope. Um, just real quick, tell us the story of like how you guys met. All right. You want to take this away? <laughs> Let's do the, well, the short, the spark notes of it. Yeah, I'll do my perspective. <laughs> I went to visit a friend of mine uh-huh. in SUNY Albany. I'd already graduated. We were both in the same fraternity. I went up to visit him, and there was a fraternity party mixer, mm-hmm. and I'm there for all about maybe 10, 15 minutes, and this girl walks in, uh-huh. <laughs> and I tap my buddy on the shoulder, and I point at Jess, and I go, she's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And little did I know, four or five years later, we'd start dating. And that's what's crazy, though. It's four or five years later. So what happened in between that time? Yeah, so people ask. They think it's, like, crazy when we talk about that. We're like, we actually mm. met five years ago. They're like, oh, so you've known each other for a while. And we're like, no. We were just doing that, like, you, you go to the party, you get drunk, and you, like, <laughs> become the best of friends, and then you uh-huh. never talk again. And that's pretty much what happened. Um, <laughs> and then so when I moved to Charlotte, that same mutual friend kind of connected us again. And are you from New York originally, too? Yeah, so I'm what from upstate of- New York, up by Poughkeepsie. Upstate? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm Long Island. Long Island, yeah. So Born we're like three raised. hours apart. Yeah. Um, we never went to college together at the same time. So it's just like crazy how it works. And then when I came here, kind of at, at the time, I moved without a job. So um, I had a lot of free time on my hands. And I never heard mm-hmm. of Greenville. So I came down to check it out. Yeah. Um, I tell Ted all the time. I said he was flirting with me when I came down here. which made <laughs> No, me, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel very uncomfortable because I was like, uh-oh, I don't know what this guy thought that I was coming down here for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came back uh, three weeks later for Memorial Day weekend, and that's when a spark just kind of happened. Yeah. So, and we just passed Memorial Day, so how many years yeah, ago was that? So that's three. Three years. Yeah. Go strong. Yep. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> at the time when we met mm-hmm. back in college, I said she was a problem, and we were just, <laughs> I mean, problem. we were at the party. Yeah. I actually had a girlfriend at the time, so I was on my best behavior. We had fun and mm-hmm. just became Facebook friends. Oh, yeah. 
and you know how Facebook does a time hop? Mm-hmm. The day after, I just remember mm-hmm. I messaged her. I was like, hey, it was nice meeting you. Maybe next time you won't keep stealing my drink. Uh, and that was probably the only interaction we had other than like a happy birthday <laughs> here and there for mm-hmm. the next three, four years. So when my buddy yeah. Dave said, hey, uh-huh. do you remember that girl Jessica? I actually was like, oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then when she moved to Charlotte, I just, I know what it's like moving to a new city. Yeah. So I kind of just offered to show her around and I was literally in the, the car the driving from New York to Charlotte and he like messaged me. He's like, hey, congrats on your move. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I just got the, I'm still weird. I just got the chills and I just got them again. Like, isn't that crazy though? It's just weird to think like, back. Like, you met someone and you have no idea. Oh yeah. Yeah, that they'll be in your future at some Forever. point. Forever, you know? Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. It is really cool. It's mind blowing. Like, it really. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Go ahead. You go day in and day out, right? Uh-huh. Thinking you're looking for that person, or mm-hmm. you're you're trying to meet somebody, and the whole time, you know, the universe is like, you already met them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you you have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So what would you say? to anybody who, I don't know, like, who, who maybe feels like they met that person or they haven't met that person and it doesn't work out right now, what is your advice of, maybe it works out in the future, maybe it doesn't, but like, what do you say to that person? I, I'd like to hear male and female perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just think like, if. Like, we've all been there at some point. You never know yeah. who's going to actually work out, um, especially when you're younger. Mm-hmm. So we've all had that feeling. But, like, the truth is, like, you know, like, when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to, like, always ask myself that question. Like, how do I know when I'm going to be with the person? Like, <laughs> yeah, the always, they always say, like, the one. And you're like, how are you going to know? But, like, if somebody comes into your life, they say they come into your life for a reason or a season or a lifetime. And, like, some, like... I just think everything does happen for a reason, and mm. so if it's not meant for you to be at that time, it's easier to let it go and be civil in a relationship because yeah. you never know what's going to happen um, down the road. I mean, Ted kind of experienced this himself with a past relationship. Yeah. I don't know if you were going to touch on that, but... Mm. Yeah, I was going to touch on the fact of, I mean, if you're not in love with yourself, how can you expect somebody else to be in love with you? Yes. Um, I think when me and Jess met or when we kind of like started hanging out after we met I think I was in a process of just falling in love with myself so much Mm -hmm. that when you're hooked on something other people they want to drink the Kool-Aid too right they're like Uh oh my gosh if you love yourself so much if you're all about yourself and you're building yourself and I'm not talking about in a Mm -hmm. conceited way I'm talking about in just an appreciation way and building yourself up taking care of yourself somebody else is going to see that and appreciate it they'll drink your Kool-Aid and if somebody doesn't feel like they've met that person yet if they feel like they're looking for love or they're not sure if they're in the relationship i would tell them to focus on themselves and be the best of them that they can be and someone else will see that light we were both single for three years i think like Mm -hmm. the same time frame we were both single and focusing on ourselves for three years before we got together and do you think it would not have worked out if you would have started dating five years ago yeah. Yeah, I, I we because already talked like, about. It. I didn't. I didn't know him that yeah. well, but the little bit that I knew of him, I was like, nope, ah. never would have, never would have happened. <laughs> Why? Was... I, I mean, I was also in a different mindset back then. Yeah. But he would like he would just do <laughs> things in college that I didn't approve of. Um, I was young and I was a partier. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a partier. Yeah. So. And I, I, it wasn't that I would judge people, but I was more closed off to that type of person. I was looking for somebody that was more like me. So I've heard plenty of stories of Hmm. how he was. And I was just like, I never would have probably given you the time or day. Like it just would have not worked out. And if we would have started dating, I don't think it would have continued. So see, and that's, again, it just goes back into like focusing on yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can be ready for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I, I wasn't ready at that age and, um, I think it, everything happens at the right time when it's Mm -hmm. supposed to Uh, I don't know if you ever are ready to be honest I think you always just work towards it Mm -hmm. and I know where my priorities were then the things I was focusing on um, they're not what I'm focusing on today the person I was at 20 is different than the person I was at 25 the person I am today is different than I was at 25 and I know I'm going to continue to change and the values rearrange as you get older so I think yeah back then I wouldn't blame her for not dating me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you mentioned, Jess, you said you just have that feeling that you know that he's the one. And I've heard Ted say the same thing. So, and, 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 and Ted said um, in our 
podcast that we did together, like he gave the reasons of why he knew you were special. So mm-hmm. people can go back, back and listen to that. Yeah. But like, what about Ted just makes you feel like... You sure you don't want to share some of that today? <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You call me out for not listening to that podcast, but... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't listen. Um, but <laughs> and I said she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I mean, you want so you want to know the reasons of like why I think that or and why I know that he's the one. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it took some time. I really didn't know this until uh, this past Chris. No, it was last Christmas. Yeah, because this mm-hmm. Christmas we were already living together. It was last Christmas. I remember I was like. I don't know what, what what went through my head, but I was driving to go meet my friend. I was back in New York meeting up mm-hmm. with one of my college girlfriends. And I think he may have texted me something or whatever. And I was also just, like, so excited to, like, share more about him with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, I just remember driving, and I was like, I really think that he's the one. And uh, I was like, I want to, like, I want to capture this moment because I know I forget a lot <laughs> of things. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I just want to bottle this up because, like, it was the first mm-hmm. time that I ever had that feeling. Um, That's dope. And, I mean, the reasons why... I mean, I mean, they, they really are endless, but I mean, when we first started dating, probably within the first, I want to say a couple of months, I think. Remember the list that I went over with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we, I had a list. So this is the uh-huh. time where I know Ted kind of touched on it. He says you need to focus on like yourself and yeah. loving yourself. I, the minute I turned 16, we'll kind of backtrack a little bit, but as soon as I turned 16, my parents had a rule. They said when you're 16, you can start dating. Mm. They didn't know that the minute I turned 16, I'd have a boyfriend. <laughs> They're like, we would have changed it to 18. Yeah, yeah. So I started dating at 16, and I always had long-term relationships, um, and they just kind of like, that high school one went for three years oh, or wow. so, maybe four years, went into college, got out of that relationship, fell into another one for a couple of years, and then that one was a really hard uh, breakup. It was just a bad relationship in general Um, and at that point I was 23 I want to say I want to 20 yeah I think I was 23 years old Mm -hmm. and I was analyzing where I was the type of like man that I want to be with and I was like let's focus on me and let's write down because like when you date you find out what you like about somebody what you don't and it's huge I mean some people find their one and it's the one and done and that's awesome but most of like most of the time you go through like okay what worked what didn't what do I want what would I not tolerate Mm -hmm. so I had a whole list of what I was looking for and when we started dating, it like gave me like goosebumps because I was like, wait, I have to go back to this list. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I knew. I thought about it coming here, and I was like, I don't even know where that list went oh, now. That would have been awesome. I know. I wanted to find <laughs> yeah. it. It may be in my diary. Who knows? But um, I went and found that list, and he checked off everything. And I know they always say, yeah. Whatever. Brushing my shoulders off. <laughs> this is where you cover your ears because your head's going to get too big. Uh. <laughs> But he checked off that list and I showed it to him and he was like, did you write this about me? And I was like, I wrote this like three and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's just multiple things. Like he lets me be myself. I think when you said like we started dating, but we were became friends right before we started dating and Mm -hmm. it just flowed naturally. So he's somebody that instantly like let me be myself. motivated me supported me and his positivity his energy is just like what attracted Mm -hmm. me the most to him um i know you like to say it's when i saw you in a wife beater but that was not the (laughs) first time it was when she saw me in a wife beater (laughs) i was folding laundry laundry. (laughs) he was like i was getting my shit together but it it was just the the energy that he attracted to like i was attracted to that like everybody else around like he just like spreads that that love and Mm -hmm. he's so happy and he's just really like as we've we've been dating like and i've grown to be a better version of myself like i know they say like oh you're gonna find somebody who's your better half but like i think he is my better half but like we balance each other out so well that mm-hmm. like i mean he just he makes myself feel whole they say like oh you need somebody else to make you feel whole he's like inspired me to make myself feel whole Ooh, i like that hold on we're gonna yeah. we're really gonna break this down because i believe <laughs> that it's not necessarily two halves. Like mm-hmm. I get that meaning, but like two holes coming yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you're two full people focus on yourself. Yeah. And then you Somebody can't actually that. complete you. But I like but that how you said it's like you're fulfilling yourself, but he also like magnifies or inspires you to fulfill yourself even more. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I've actually never heard it put, put that way. I like yeah. it. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's kind of. There's, yeah, there's awesome. plenty of reasons, but no, I'm not going to go through that list. I'm not going to go through that list. You're that's used awesome. to this. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, what about you, Ted? Well, I mean, there's just a purity about her. Mm. And and I see that every day. I see the, the purity, the innocence. It's almost like 
the the evil in the world hasn't penetrated her and i don't know if that makes sense but it's every time i look at her i just i see that genuineness innocence and for me like i said when i mentioned i have something to lose now there's a natural urge and a natural instinct for me to want to protect that and she's the same way i'm more analytical than i am emotional and i remember doing the personality test yeah. myers-briggs and we haven't done it officially officially but we've gone through he it we took it for me breaking it he down told, he told me what i, I was. told her what she was <laughs> but she agreed to some degree right. but pretty much we're opposite in every category mm-hmm. and on paper it says we're the hardest to work as a relationship oh, really? but it also says we have the most to gain from a relationship and I remember early on when we started dating I realized quickly that she is good at everything I'm bad at everything I'm good at she's like hey can you help me because you can do this and I just realized our opposite I'm more of like scatterbrain and and like let's just go she's more analytical strategy planning Mm -hmm. and I'm I remember looking at her I was like baby if we figure this out we're gone (laughs) like let's go so did you actually talk about that like do you remember him saying that like Okay. If we figure this out, like, we'll be unstoppable type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, he says it all the time. So. <laughs> Man, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> he definitely he says it all the time. But I love it. Yeah, and that's and that's why like learning how to communicate was huge because because we're so different, we see the world different, and then kind of focusing on having the same goals, having the same vision has been has been a priority for a while, and and working on that helps the difference and the difference in perspective come together, yeah. and I mean having the humility not being too prideful and realizing okay you know, maybe you get this like, even on the way here we're parking and i was like <laughs> she was like oh there's a spot i was like oh we're gonna have a hard time finding a spot she's like, oh there's a spot there there's a spot there i was like whoo babe you got the eyes i got the wheel let's go <laughs> yeah so, that's so cool um doing that so like i want to talk about because they say opposites attract but i have also heard that like being opposite like long term can wear on a relationship because you're just butt heads like it attracts you initially but you just butt heads after long term i wouldn't guess that you guys are opposite i would say you complement each other maybe you guys have worked on that a lot but what what's like one story of like butting heads and then we'll start <laughs> one? there one just story. one <laughs> yeah baby <I> mean, <laughs> gosh i'm trying to think of like i mean there's so many times that we butt heads we still always do but like the 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 main thing, I mean, I'll try to think of a story too, but I think we just try, we try to understand each other, but we mm-hmm. also want our points heard. Mm-hmm. But I think like, I know other relationships, like you might just fight and it's just like not a good type of fight. Mm-hmm. Ours is just always fighting because like we love each other so much and we want the other person to understand what we're trying to get across yeah, to so them, cool. mm-hmm. you know? So that's very different. So sometimes we'll be like, we're like, wait, we're saying the same things right now. And they're like, <laughs> but, but we're saying ways. it differently. Yeah. yeah. We've done the five love languages, and we're very different in that. Uh-huh. Um, but what's the story where we butt heads? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told you this. That's what I'm not good at. Once it's gone, it's in the past. Well, <laughs> I think when we were first dating, she was in Charlotte. I was here. Uh-huh. And there were a lot of times my job would require me to stay here for the weekends and, and things like that. And there were sometimes we'd go two weeks without being able to see each other. And I started to notice that towards the end of the two weeks, we'd get into an argument over something dumb. And I think one day I was coming back from a guy's trip with my friend, Mm -hmm. and I called her to to catch up at the end of the trip, and she was going out with some friends. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go home and watch a movie. 30 minutes left in the movie, she tried to FaceTime me. I was like, hey babe, I'm watching a movie. Can I call you when it's done? That wasn't a good idea. So she was like, why don't you want to make time for me? Why don't you want to spend time with me? Like, I haven't seen you for two weeks. And that became an argument. But what I picked up on the fact is, again, us seeing things differently. Mm. I'm okay with, you know, speaking to you at the start of the weekend, the end of the weekend. I could put that off. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she'll want to have that, that communication more. She'd want to have more communication, especially when we're not seeing each other. Yeah. And our discussion was me having to be more aware of that. Because I'd go all day and not text her because I'm captivated in what's going on in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to learn how to, on my lunch break, say, hey, babe, thinking about you. Be a little bit more mm-hmm. verbal of what I'm feeling because I might think, oh, yeah, I wonder how Jess is doing. But if I don't communicate that, she doesn't know I'm thinking about her. So I had to learn how to communicate that. Somebody had to tell you to say I love you to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, they asked me and I realized. I was like, oh, snap. That. And like, did you tell her? I was like, no, I didn't. 
They're like, well, you should probably tell her. <laughs> so for me, it was learning how to verbalize my feelings and my thoughts. And, and for her, she was, she was kind of sitting there like, hey, where you at? And I think that was one understanding where we were butting heads early in the relationship. But, you know, I've come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. And like what you a huge thing that you guys are talking about is understanding where the other person is coming from and that you see things differently. And I think that's so easy to say, mm-hmm. but incredibly difficult to practice. Oh, yeah. It yeah. isn't especially in relationships just because that's like your main thing, you know, like work. It might be a little bit easier for some reason. I think for work, because it's almost, I'm like less attached to it, that mm-hmm. I can understand the perspective easier. Yeah. But yeah. in relationships, I've been like, no, you need to see my point of view. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking ownership and saying like, okay, let me understand your point of view. Yeah. And, and we're listen. still, we're always working through that. I mean, communication is tough, especially when you're not the same with mm. that type of thing. So we're not perfect in any means. We still will fight about certain things. Um, but it's always out of like love. So like even for that, like, yeah, we do have to meet halfway for a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. we're different where he can go a whole like two weeks without seeing me. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, and me, it's like, I'm like, okay, I'm now finally at that point where I'm like, I want to see you. And yeah. I'll see other couples and like things like that will bother mm-hmm. me. It's like we're living long distance. So I'm like, oh, it's Thursday and it's now getting warmer and happy hour. It's like things that I wanted to do with you that with we can't. And it's just things that you just, like, start to balance out, though, like, how it works for you. And that's why we would cherish the weekends that we had together, even if they were, at the time when we first started dating, it was just while he was working. And I got a behind-the-scenes of the news, but... (laughs) She got a lot of behind-the-scenes of the news. I remember we watched Elf in our studio. It was around Christmas time. She came. I never saw it. I never saw it. (laughs) And it was was a Saturday. We were sitting in the studio. We wrapped up a under a blanket I was ready for the show really and it that's was just so a Saturday cool. in the studio watching Elf on my laptop and that's how we spent some of our a, a lot of our weekends when we first started dating was me oh, at yeah. work and her just every weekend out. I came to Greenville <laughs> really? yeah that's and I had cool just story. lived in the city for only like we started dating when I was only in Charlotte for about three months mm-hmm. I told myself I wasn't gonna get into a relationship because I like moved there for me. He told me he wasn't getting into a relationship because he was on his way out. <laughs> that he, yeah. he thought he was leaving Greenville and things just. Yeah, let's of, talk about that because yeah. you guys met each other at a point of Jess. I just got out of a two year relationship, mm-hmm. didn't go well. So, of course, like it doesn't matter what man you meet, it's just a sour taste in your mouth of just relationship. And Ted, you're waiting for your contract to end of you can go anywhere in the US mm-hmm. um, to be an anchor or a meteorologist. And like how, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about here, but how did you guys like really get through that? Or what can you talk to about kind of, you're almost going away, but somehow you found each other. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting. Like individually you're going away and you wanted to be single, yeah. but you came together like i'm sure there were struggles with that so yeah. like just let me ask you like you both are driven so we can talk about individually how you support each other in your own hustles right now mm-hmm. but at that time you're a driven single woman mm-hmm. moved to a new city and then you meet this dude who lives a couple hours away it all up <laughs> yeah like what like what what that's got to be a, just an interesting I'm not I'm not religious I'm more spiritual than I am religious yeah. but after that hard relationship that I went through I had told myself okay I'm going to focus on myself and I was like please God <laughs> the next man that I really fall for please let it be the man that I marry cool and I think I was just stricter on myself from that point on that like I, of course I didn't date many people but I was just I knew more of what I was looking for so yes I was driven um, I was still like determined to live in a city by myself I didn't know anybody didn't have a job or anything when we got together it was really more so just as like a friendship Mm -hmm. Um, and even when we first like we didn't just meet up and at Memorial Day after that spark like we instantly started dating it was just we started seeing each other more Um, and I think Mm -hmm. we were seeing each other for like two to three months before we actually became official with it Mm -hmm. and it was just like natural and easygoing and I kept asking myself I'm like okay let me like let me really reflect on these feelings that I have like Am I into him in this way? Am I lonely because I'm in a new city? Yeah, so, and I would just definitely analyze that, but it was something that like, no matter what I did, I just couldn't like put it, like couldn't put it on the side. There was something about it that just like kept telling me to pursue it a little bit more. Yeah. I'm getting chills, yo. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, I was, my eyes were towards the door, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our different scenarios was kind of, it didn't work against us. Mm-hmm. I think it actually, it forced us to have real conversations early on in the relationship. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like that. It really did. Like, Be- four months in. Yeah. We had some serious talks like, that Ted did not like. <laughs> it's like, what are we going to do? And I do remember looking at her at one point, and I was like, listen, we've been together for four months. You're not supposed to pick me over a city. Yeah. And and kudos to her. She put her foot down. Well, at the time, he was looking at St. Louis and Miami as two possible options to go to. And so I told him, I was like, I've done long distance my entire life. I just moved here. I was like, I really like you. But I was like, if you move to one of those cities, that's the end of this relationship. I was like, and I don't want you to choose me over it. But I was like, he said, well, you know, Miami's not like, no, I think you did say like Miami's not that far or whatever. You're like, you could just like, it's like a flight. I'm like, it's a flight, an expensive flight. And I was like, and I was like, I've seen it work. Like, it just doesn't work in our favor if it's meant to be like maybe down the road. But I just can't do that to myself. Yeah. And that caused a little bit of a hardship between us. Well, I mean, it was like, because I was willing to try it, you know, but I also did tell her, like, you don't have to pick a city over me. We're still early in the relationship. But, you know, it did sting knowing that, like, okay, if you move away, we're done. Like, you wouldn't even try. So it did sting, and I I didn't know her perspective of long-distance relationships. Um, So my introduction to it was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. All positivity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I also did tell her when I'm coming up with the next move of my career, when I'm deciding what to do, I can't factor her in it. And I know that stung too, because it's just like, I went with, if I make a career decision based off of this relationship, the relationship becomes hard and my career becomes impossible. Yeah. If I make a career decision, this relationship could become hard, but my career does not become impossible. And I think we were early on in the relationship and we just had to honestly, be direct with each other in terms of what we wanted and what we expected and hope for the best. I mean, that's really cool. So I, that's an important lesson, I think, for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's just like honest, hard conversations to start off that way. Yeah. yeah. But you have to be mature to have those conversations. Yeah, like not get offended, like, oh, yeah. like, you dick. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like, what? being honest, most of the time those questions are coming from girls in the relationship. It's always like, so where yeah. do you see this going? Where yeah. do you see, like, what, what are you looking for? And I mean, and those are not the questions like, the, we, again, we were not trying to have this type of, of talk mm-hmm. because we just wanted to let it flow naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really important. If you're going to have those talks, you both need to be ready for it and you both need to be mature enough to, he, to be able to handle the answers. Yeah, who's the more sensitive one in the relationship? Okay, I was gonna guess yeah, that. Yeah, that's hands down. Were you like, did you he get offended? He even told me, he's like, don't cry on this podcast, okay? I was like, <laughs> I was like but I'm emotional. <laughs> did you get offended with how honest he was sometimes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, yeah okay yeah it sounds like yeah and it, ta- it took some time for me to learn like he said this over and over to me he goes he says Jess sometimes you say things to me that come across like not not even inconsiderate it's just things that come off harsh because I am I'm kind of blunt with things that I say uh-huh. and so he goes but I've learned that you're coming from a good place when you say it mm-hmm. and so when he kind of put that on me it like held up a mirror to me because I'm like okay same mm. thing happens when he does it I I take things a certain way or I have we've had another conversation on expectations and what I expect from oh, him which always yeah that's <laughs> never good to have yeah. so it's like that's why more reasons of why I love him it's like he opens me up to different perspectives and because of that I'm like I have to remember okay he probably says this because he literally has no idea that I was uh, expecting this from him or I wanted him to do this yeah. for him. I think that's really cool what you said of like almost expecting the best out of someone or like why they're doing that is coming from a place of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the automatic trigger is just to not, it's like, oh my gosh, they're doing this to hurt me or oh, it's yeah. a place of fear Yeah. instead of love. I think it's when somebody who knows you and and I could speak from, from my perspective as a guy, you know, when she says something, it cuts deep. And not a lot of people could say things that affect me, cut me, offend me. Mm-hmm. But when she says something, it cuts deep because she knows me, mm-hmm. you know? And it almost is like, I'm exposed and there's no armor. So when something cuts, it almost feels like a betrayal. But you have to check it yourself and kind of like count to two, count to three, and be like, okay, she meant that from a good place. Yeah. She's trying to help, not hurt. And, you know, 
breathe and then maybe ask her what she meant by that to clarify. Ooh. That was something I think we worked on, especially when I would say things that were a little blunt and I would see her emotional reaction right away. And I would say, hold on, is there something I said that you took the wrong way that we should clarify before we move on into the conversation? Because we can go 10 minutes down, but something I said 10 minutes ago, she's still offended or hurt by, yeah. and she can't get past that because she might've misinterpreted the meaning behind Wait, it. Wait, that's dope. So because there's tons of love in this relationship and I can feel it, like the emotional and the feels. <laughs> However, I think it's important to also talk about like tactically mm -hmm. of when the emotions get the best of you, of what you just said is really important for people to focus on. Uh, what you said of, like, can you just repeat that again? Of like, what's yeah. the question to ask if um, you get triggered that way or you feel like there's a misunderstanding? Yeah, if, if I see an emotional response or, or something, you have to kind of be, you have to listen with your ears and your eyes. So her body language to me, uh -huh. I, I pick up on her body language a lot. And I know when I say something that like stings. So I go, hold on, did you misinterpret something I said that we should clarify? Because I love that. she can make a conclusion in her head that I didn't mean. And I could understand why she would take it a certain way, but giving me the opportunity to clarify it before we move, over, move on can save us a whole bunch of back and forth. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's awesome. And then you guys mentioned before, um, Ted, that you have something to lose now. Yeah. And you've never felt that before. And I mean, like, this is vulnerable, so thanks for being, thanks for going here. <laughs> for real. Um, but I want to ask you guys about, like, need versus love. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we say, I've heard relationships people mention even like at marriage toast and stuff you know like I need you I don't know what I would do without you but I, I think <clears throat> married couples I don't hear anyone really say like hey I love you and you maximize my potential you truly make like you're amazing like you guys have mentioned like you make me better however for whatever reason it didn't work out like I'll move on and I'll be, I'll be fine so what are your guys's like reaction or just thoughts about that in general of how that could help almost the relationship of almost not relying on it? Does that make sense of like mm -hmm. relying on it and having a need so much that it's almost you're afraid to lose it instead of embracing the moment of and the time that you have? Yeah, I mean, and I, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think that's also depending on where that is whether it's is this whether that's a marriage or just yeah. a, a new relationship or what i think that always like anything in a relationship comes down to self-reflection because you mm. want to kind of look into why do you need that person like i said like he's not my other half like he and we've talked about two holes he made mm. me become a whole so if for whatever reason something wasn't to work out between yeah. us is it going to hurt yes i'm emotional am i going to cry yes yeah. but i'm going to be able to keep going you know and if anything it's just going to thank that person for making me who I am but I would definitely be wanting to reflect on why you feel like you need something because you're probably missing out on something yourself that you found in him so love that <laughs> yeah that's dope Toad what are your thoughts dude I mean I think in order for a relationship to be healthy mm -hmm. each individual person has to be healthy themselves mm -hmm. and a lot of times when you when you fall into a relationship of need it becomes a burden on that other, other person and mm -hmm. I like I tell this story of we have a desk at our in our apartment, right? Mm -hmm. And it came one Sunday after a tiring weekend and Jess was like, Ted's gonna build a desk when we get home and I was like, I'm gonna like do in what? your head you were like that? No, no she no, said it I out loud. <laughs> That's where we're different. Like I get <laughs> okay. things done quickly and he'll 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 sit on it for a little I'll bit. I'll sit on it, schedule it, find out oh I could do that. And I'm in tracking my head, the shipment and I'm like, Okay <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I'm really tired, I have a busy week coming up, I could yeah. probably do it Friday. You know, it came Sunday and she's like, Ted's gonna build a desk today. I said, I'm gonna do what? And you know, she she's go, 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 right? Yeah. That's where we're opposite. I can kind of put that off to later. It's not urgent. She's like, I gotta do it now. So Monday she starts building this desk. And she's like, Are you gonna help me? And I looked at it, I looked at her, I was like, No, I'm not gonna help you. You got this. Tuesday she's I mean, putting I it together. I enjoy doing those things too. Yeah. Tuesday yeah. she's putting it together. Wednesday we finally stand it up and she's so proud. And I smiled and she's like, what? I'm like, that's why I didn't help you. To let you know you could do that by yourself. Mm. 
You know, I think it's easy when we live with somebody, we have somebody right there to just ask for help right away, huh. even though when you don't necessarily need it. So that was like just my little it did thing. Take of, that a bit too far. There was one moment I needed you, and you're like, "Nope, you're, I'm letting you do this whole thing by yourself so you can be happy afterwards." Well, I'm, like, I'm, I like, I'm like, I was like, "This is a lesson, baby. This is a lesson yeah, for you." Right? That's not, yeah. I'm like, I know you, you go to sleep. From the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I know when you go to sleep early. Which we also when I open. talked about that being our, probably our different parenting styles, but yeah, I yeah. mean, I let her kind of struggle through it, push through it. You know, she wasn't in danger or anything, but yeah. she's putting it together a desk. But seeing her face. Toolkit. When she stood the desk up, you know, that's why I did it. You know, she was so proud of herself. She was so happy. And it's those little things where, like, as men, we want to be needed. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be the dude that opens the jar for her. I want to be the dude that gets mm-hmm. the jar off the top shelf. But at the same time, we have a 9.9 inch stool <laughs> underneath that makes her six foot two so she could reach the top <laughs> shelf if I wasn't home. Uh-huh. You know, so she does a good job at letting me know I'm needed, but I know she's. She's independent and she could hold her own if she had to. That's dope. Um, yeah, this this is a really cool conversation. What, as it, we've talked about being individuals in a relationship quite a bit tonight, which is awesome. Yeah. And I know you guys each have your individual individual hustles. So how do you like? Do you schedule time for each other, or how does that work? Of because you both have day jobs and passions that you're working towards, mm-hmm. and each other and a dog and you want to have fun and like work out so how do you intertwine all that it's hard we do have a date night which tonight is our date night (laughs) (laughs) i texted her i said hey babe can we do thursday to record this she goes that's date night (laughs) i said i know (laughs) but yeah so well the funny thing is we do have a date night but we don't always stick to it so Mm. um i think we are both we're, we're trying to do better at that um, I would say it is a little bit easier because days I work from home just a couple of days a week so we're able to see each other with his schedule when he comes home at like one o'clock in the afternoon I'm doing my work mm-hmm. like we're in the same room together but I do try to make it a priority to at least do something together and we've been focusing on that more because we're definitely still struggling in that department but um I mean I think I definitely push that a little bit more just because Ted will be sitting on the couch, and I'll just, like, run over to him and be like, love me. Yeah. <laughs> like, wherever he is, I'll just go and, like, grab him for, like, a hug or something. Yeah. But we are trying to get a little bit better with that. I think, for me, um, that self-realization is sometimes I just get into tunnel mode. Mm-hmm. I get focused on my to-do list and what I have to do and what the next thing is. And I can admit sometimes it's hard to stop and acknowledge what's there. And sometimes I do catch myself, I'll stop, poke my head out of the office or something like, hey, babe, I see you, I acknowledge you, I recognize you, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of check in because I know it's easy for me to just put my head down and go, 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 go and and not stop and smell the roses. Yeah. And we talk about balance and and completing each other. She she checks me on that. I think if it if it wasn't for her we probably wouldn't have gone on any vacations yeah. <laughs> in a long time and yeah. she's like when are we gonna go on vacation I'm like, well i guess we gotta do that too well, but with us, i'm always thankful for it yeah with us i mean and i think this goes for any relationship or what you're striving for it's we understand we're, we're learning and understanding each other's needs so i give him the space that he needs to do his hustle obviously i'm doing mine mm-hmm. but the thing is like I will give him his space, but then he knows I need the time. So after he's had his time there, he'll make it. If it's not that night, um, just like this last weekend, he had a buddy here. He was exhausted. We never got to go see Aladdin when we were going to go see it. <laughs> so he made time Monday after work. He's, he just texted me a bunch of numbers, and I was like, what is that? He goes, those are show times. He's oh, like, I love it. He's like, which one do you want to go see to see Aladdin? And we did that. So it's like I will give him his space, but in return, he will give me the time. That's so cool. And it what that sounds like just tell me what you guys think of this phrase is like you deserve someone who makes you a priority mm-hmm. oh but, yeah i think when life gets busy it, it's easy to neglect the things that we love right but it's always she knows that she's my ambition she's like my why and mm-hmm. the when we talk about our goals our dreams and, and what we're working towards you know that's always part of the vision it's her so for, for me, you know, sending those those movie times or thinking about Aladdin, it's like, you know, this was an awesome weekend, it was a busy weekend, mm-hmm. but it's like our quiet times together is 
are some things I cherish the most, mm. you know? I think um, it was after we went to see Aladdin, or actually it was after my friend flew out. Sunday night, we were laying on the couch watching a movie, the dog was playing with the bone, and honestly, like, I just looked around, and that was uh, probably, out of all the fun and all the friends and everything, that was probably my favorite part of last weekend. I love that, man. Yeah, you always have the weirdest moments. That He started acknowledging them. Uh, He'd be like, this, he's like, he'll do some. I'll just be like doing nothing, mm. and he'll just be like, "I love you." He's like, it's moments like this, uh-huh. like I love you, and I was like, "I was just sitting here." <laughs> but <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. man. Like I love that, and that's why I think, I mean, you, you two are just like awesome people, and I just like feel that genuine, like the genuine just vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what's so cool about it is like those moments are again like what truly matter, just like. Yeah, and those are just, those are small moments, but then even when we have our big moments, like you you mentioned both of our side hustles, Mm -hmm. every time Ted would make a sale, he would send me DJ Khaled (laughs) and have like another one. Every single time, even (laughs) if it was like seven, 10, 15 in a row, he would send it to me. And today I had a really great day too. I added another person to my team. And it's things like, I want to wait to get home and tell him because I want to see his expression on his Uh face, but I'm just too excited. So it's like the first person I'm going to go to is him. So I'll text him and be like, I had a good day. Remind me to tell you later. Mm-hmm. But I think that's when you know your priority is if through little moments of laying on the couch or big moments in your business, you're able, that's the first person you go to. I think yeah. that says a lot. That's dope. What's one piece of advice? Actually, I'm going to flip it this way. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a girl and you have a boy, child. How would you teach them about relationships? Let's start with the girl first. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell her as she's growing up? Oh, it falls on me. Ladies first. <laughs> we've had this conversation because uh-huh. we, we've had this conversation, and I've already spotted a few things where Ted would be different with a guy and a girl. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh huh. I was like, I didn't have a brother growing up. I always wanted uh-huh. one, but for me, raising a boy and a girl, I want it to be the same, you know. Um, and I think it's just, I want to treat, I want to raise our daughter to respect herself because nobody else will respect her if she doesn't respect herself and I want her to really mm-hmm. love herself and just chase whatever dreams that she has but know that like she doesn't like the need versus love she doesn't need anybody else to be there to make her stronger like she is strong we're gonna raise her to be strong and yeah I love that I think when I look at Jess um, <laughs> I've had the pleasure of sitting down and having a good deep conversation with her dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we're talking about a little girl, um, I want her to know she's loved without question. And I think that's important because the awesome thing about Jess is she knows she's loved without question. Her dad's an amazing guy, amazing man. That's cool. And for my daughter, I think my focus would be making sure that whatever she does in life, put herself as a priority, work hard, do her best. But regardless of the outcome, she is loved unconditionally by a man, by somebody. And I think with that forward, she won't need any other man's validation. She won't need any other person's validation because she's got everything she needs at home with her mom and dad. I'm excited. Um, I can't wait to raise a little boy. And I say that just because everything I'm doing with the modern man, I would teach a little boy that the world is his responsibility. And not the world, but his world. And I teach a little girl that too. You know, it's boy or girl, the world is your responsibility. But for a son, I think I put more, I put a little bit more umph in that because, you know, as men, we, we do have the ability to destroy and create and women do too, but like we have the testosterone, we have a strength about us, you know, on a given day, you know, I'm stronger than Jess. I have to be a protector, not an aggressor. And I would want my son to be that. I would want him to take responsibility of the world around him, fight for what's good, build something better. I want his presence to have an, a ripple effect on the world that people are gonna remember in a positive light. And I try and do that in my example, and I would only hope that I make some, some footsteps that my son can follow in. That's awesome. Yeah, and I would be the overprotective mom, but <laughs> never leave your mother. No, but I just think I do know that guys have a lot of pressure on them, and I would want to make sure that there's open communication with him, that he knows that he can come to either Ted or or myself to talk about anything. 
Um, I definitely would want to raise him to be strong, but I'd always, I'd also want to have a little weakness to him, a weakness where he can be himself and emotional and like the whole like, boys don't cry. No, you're not going to start like crying a whole bunch of tears all the time, but it's like you can show your emotions and that's okay because people, the girl that you're with is going to value that, you know? Ted doesn't cry that often. I think there's been a couple of times and like sometimes it does scare me because most guys don't know that they can do it and Ted's one that he doesn't do it often. So I'm like, okay. Something's going on if it's, if it's like this. So I just want to like teach them that and just like not to let the world eat you up with all the pressure that's out there. Like we will discuss like what is it that you really want. Like some people when you have like if you're uh, some fathers that are really like like Ted's going to be an entrepreneur and everything. I know he'll never put pressure on his son, but some people that want the same for their kid, if that's not within them, I want them to be happy and be able to share with us what their goals are, even if it doesn't match what we have for them. Man, you guys are going to be dope parents, man. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> but like, yeah, for real, I'm excited. Uh, so you mentioned the pressure on boys. What do you think that is to be like tough or to be like successful? Or what is that All pressure? All of it. Yeah. Tough, successful, strong. Um, well, there's pressure on both, you know. Yeah. The there's, money maker. There's, yeah, I think there's pressure on both. And there are different forms of pressure. Mm -hmm. I think for a boy, uh, a lot of it's the validation. I think as as boys growing up and men we want to be accepted we want to we want to be needed we want to be accomplished and you know I mean think of the pat on the back good job mm. you know that feels so good to a little boy it does it feels so good and we want to do a good job and I think it's important you know cuz ladies listening <laughs> like you set the tone ladies because you know these men these boys they want a good job from you they want that pat on the back. That's very true. So yeah. it's uh, it's it's important for them. And I think we'll both be good with like treating a girl right. You know, like that's huge for me, just because I know things are getting a little bit a lot looser now nowadays with guys. And like I know, like I want like Ted. I don't know. Like I don't know how he was specifically, but I have a pretty good idea. Even throughout college, when mm -hmm. it comes to girls, like he was respectful to them. Yeah. And that's the one thing I want. I never want a, like my son to make a girl feel less than, mm -hmm. like, and less than just like not worthy of something. Um, so like I know when he's the minute he starts walking and stuff and can open a door, <laughs> he will be opening a door because <laughs> so it's not the whole chivalry is dead. You know. <laughs> I actually on the way here Thursdays are always date night. I don't uh, do it always, but I try and walk around, open the door for her, yeah. getting in the car, and you know I, I get that from my dad. You know, mm -hmm. so he's always. Mm -hmm. He's always been that guy, smooth, gentleman-like, suave, and you know I think those are important qualities to have. That's awesome. Well, do you guys have like anything else to add, whether it's relationships, just love, whether it's for yourself, for other people, love to confess for each other? <laughs> no. Do you guys have anything else that you want to say? I mean, my main thing, I guess, is just don't feel the need to always be in a relationship. I know some people feel like they, they rush to be in a relationship where they stay in a relationship that's not right, yeah. just so that they're not alone. And so I guess the main thing that, that I've learned is that it's okay to be alone because being alone is better than being lonely in the relationship, like they Ooh, say. Um, so I would just be, be comfortable being by yourself before you take on anything else. And, but that's easier said than done. Like, it's yeah. completely Like, is. people say it. Yeah. But, like, I felt it recently, like, moving to this city that, like, even in the moment when I, I consciously make the decision because mm -hmm. I want to be uncomfortable and I want to grow, it's still, like, when it actually happens, it's like, oh, shit, like, mm -hmm. this is hard. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then it's, but that's where, like, the growth is. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know? just have to be dedicated. Like I said, we were yeah. both single for three years. Like, not, I mean... I don't think you, you were talking to anybody, but like I know I wasn't like actually talking to anybody and just not feeling like, oh, well, we weren't dating. Like I was like mm -hmm. committed to just being by myself until I felt it was the right time. So That's awesome. it definitely is easier said than done, but if you're committed to just finding yourself and being okay by yourself, it's mm -hmm. my main thing. I would say, and I don't know if I, if I told this story the last time of the two hunters mm -hmm. and. Oh, the flower? Yeah, and the flower. You have a wise hunter and you have. Uh, a not-so-wise hunter, right? Uh -huh. And they both go into the forest. The not-so-wise hunter finds the most beautiful flower in the forest and falls in love. So what does he do? He takes it out of the ground, puts it in a pot, brings it home, cherishes mm. it, and loves it until two weeks, two weeks later the flower dies because it was taken out of its element. Mm -hmm. Now the wise hunter goes into the same forest, 
finds the most beautiful flower, falls in love with the flower, builds a little fence around it, cuts the trees around it so it can get plenty of sunshine, puts some fertilizer around it, facilitates the flowers grow, and ends up having a long, wonderful life with it. Babe, you're my flower, and I'm the wise hunter. And I think my only job yeah. in this relationship is to admire her beauty and give her the best environment to grow and be her full oh. self. And that's, that's the goal. I think that should be the goal in relationships. You know, let that flower grow. Don't change it. Okay. That's, that's freaking it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's double for real. Thank you guys for being honest. Thank you for being here. Really, I really appreciate you both. And I didn't Thank cry. You. And you didn't cry. Ted, Jess, you guys are awesome. We're done. Ben, yes. thanks. <laughs> Woo! All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ted and Jess. I sure did. Make sure to check it out on YouTube as well. Subscribe, do all those fun things, and follow at Golink Group. Uh, this week's challenge is inspired by an app called Let's Go. So it's a relationship app, but it's different than like Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or any of these things. Um, it's based out of um, Minnesota right now, but it's called Let's Go, the relationship app. And it's really cool because you find new date ideas or new date experiences and best date deals. And I'm actually going to flip it, right? We just talked to a couple, a couple in love. But one thing they stressed heavily on is falling in love with yourself and being that person, like, be a, you know, just an all, just like fully in love with yourself. And so the challenge this week is to take yourself on a date. Yes, you heard me right, to take yourself on a date, take yourself to dinner, whatever it is, dinner and a movie, I wanna know. Take yourself on a solo date night, what you're gonna do, and so Let's Go can provide you some new ideas, or just Google some ideas of what you wanna do. But I would love to find out what you do, so of course, once you complete this, there are a few ways you can report back. So post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag Golink challenge. Tag us in your stories or use the Golink hotline. So the hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or don't have social media but still desire a form of accountability. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. For real, I want to see. Tag me these solo date ideas. It's going to be fun. My name is Ben. I love you all. Until next week, this is The Golink Show. Have a great one.